one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Welcome to But Am I Wrong? Are we ever wrong? The answer is no. We're always right, except when it comes to who we vote for politically. Woo! We're always right, except for who we vote for politically? Yeah, we're not on the right. Oh, gotcha. Girl, I thought, I thought you meant slick. as right as incorrect. No, no, no. Girl, we're coming <laughs> correct everywhere we go, but we're not, we're not coming right everywhere we go. Not veering to the right. I'm not leaning into the right. I'm not edging over to the right on that. No, no. Okay. In election years, November, I am not right at all. No. Not that anyone thought that. Oof. 
Maybe if you saw just a picture of me. We're both wearing blue. We are both wearing blue, which is my sorority's color. <laughs> blue and blue. Very creative. I'm like, it's these colors, isn't it? Yeah, it yep. literally is. It's blue <laughs> and blue. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, so welcome to another episode of But Am I Wrong? Welcome to a brand new episode. New, 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 new episode. Because we have both survived whatever mysterious upper respiratory infection is sweeping Los Angeles and I mean a lot of the United States, specifically Los Angeles. I feel like I'm getting sick again. I don't feel totally better. And I was going to ask you, you know, when you were saying you had like that final bit of post-nasal drip you were trying to get rid of, how are you doing that? The D. Claritin D. Okay. I'm back on Clair. I'm back on I'm back on the D. But you gotta today. have the D. Yeah, the D. That's how I got. Okay. And I would do some Afrin too. But you don't like to I spray stuff up your nose. Uh-uh. Yeah. And you can only do Afrin for like three days and then you yeah. can't do it anymore. Yeah, I'll fuck up your entire like, like doing cocaine for years. Yeah. It is. <laughs> but like if you ever want to smell like more than you've ever smelt in your life, yeah. <laughs> then that Afrin and it's instant. Like it just oof. Okay. So cocaine. And I know why people get, I know why people get addicted to it. Yeah, it is it's just wrecking, wrecking havoc on your fucking nasal cavity. Yeah, but if you're like at the point where you can't sleep yeah, at night totally. and you can't breathe, then you got to go there. Yeah, so um, in the final stages. So if I, if I sound a little more nasally to anyone, that is why. Um, I've been in the uh, hot climate of my parents home the sauna of your family home that's why because i've been in the heat plus having a fan on so that is skin that's why i know well this is like a rash it's not like well contact dermatitis if it's a rash contact can happen in temperature shifts but um these people in this home sleep those people are your family 78 degrees disgusting she sent me a picture and i was like that's that is torture you should file I a complaint. To get, I got up twice and then somebody kept turning it off. So it was a war at night in the like two ships moving through the night that don't see each other. Getting up, turning it down. Finally settled on 72. I think we're good there. I think we can live there. It's still too hot for me as someone who sleeps in 63 degrees. Uh-huh. But um, I've closed the vents. One thing I don't like about the house that they live in now is when we were at the other house, which was two stories, they're only on, they're on one level now. If I was upstairs, then I would just open the window, but I can't do that here because I get scared that people will come and come through my window. Yeah. And that's, you don't want people, you want aliens and they don't need, they don't need the window to Mm -hmm. do so. Yeah. I feel for, I like, don't know how your hand, like when I tell you that, like, I would not be handling that well. I'm not handling it well. I think at all. I think you're handling it far better than I would have. Because your family, as far as I know, they're all still with us. That's true. <laughs> like, well, I just kicked my dad and his friends out. But yeah, but he's he's still with like in mind, body, and spirit. Yes. He's, he's still here with us. Like yes, I get so around. Like I I become a monster when I'm hot, and like I, especially at night. Like I become like an irrational monster. So me too. Just know that like my thoughts and my prayers are with you. Thank you. And um, I hope that something happens where they have to turn it down. Like I just remove the batteries and be like, it's broken. Yeah. 
But do that like right around the holidays so like someone can't come just like fix it immediately. Yeah. And if they do have to come fix it immediately, at least I'll get like a big overtime bag. <laughs> big mm-hmm. bonus. Mm-hmm. Oof. But it's just going to be the batteries. So then before they actually come, I would just pop it back in and say it fixed it. So oh, true. But then I got to come up with another plan after that. Well, you know, everyone, slide into DMs. Let us know. <laughs> How can we achieve this for Melissa? So this is also on Patreon, the video version, if you want to watch um, and see our matching little outfits and how absolutely gorgeous we look. That wasn't sarcasm. Like, we both look, we look great today. You look great. Agree. You, you look great. Are you saying you don't think Thank you look you. great? No, I was just giving you a compliment. Oh, okay. Thank you. And then you, waiting for you to give yeah, me no, another one. I'll get, okay, sure. So I get one compliment and then I give you, okay, cool. And you <laughs> look absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Her Megan. eyeshadow, the lip, it's, it's gorge. Absolutely gorge. So if you're brand new here, hi, welcome. What a great way to start. I'm Megan. I'm Melissa. Like I said, we're never we're we're never wrong. We are always right, except for elections. And we are gonna be doing things that fall under that. Like, what do you do with the power of always being correct, always coming correct, always being right? You spread that wealth amongst um, amongst the amongst amongst the people amongst the community and so that's what we do here we have multiple segments of the show we will explain each of them before we get into all of them but really what you should know is you should be keeping track of who you think is wrong in each situation because on friday we have fisting friday which is a wonderfully named thing um where we will read the results because we post the polls for all of the things we talked about on the episode over on our instagram story and then on Fridays, we read those results. And sometimes we have updates from people who have written in or people who have their same experience. And we also just ask for people to like send their thoughts and feelings on this so we can like further those discussions. And it's a great time, except this week of Fisting Friday. This is the first episode we have back. So there is no Fisting Friday because there's no voting one. But instead, I'm going to be deep diving into something that we've touched on on this podcast before. It was one of my hot takes. And it related to Tim Tim Shalamander, Timmy Tim, and the Shalamanders. We both said it at the yeah. <laughs> same time. Yes, we do. Um, so I uh, will be deep diving into something about him. Does it involve Club Shalamay? It does. So get fucking not excited. This old lady. Let me not age shame. No, she's. Here's the thing rules, standards, and morals are meant to be broken selectively. When you want them to be, that's life. You that's know? true, and I feel like we'll we'll t- we'll save save it for Friday. Sometimes shame is good. Anyways, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, we've got so much to talk about because I mean we've been talking, but we I mean to be fair, we probably haven't been talking as much as we normally do because we both were sick and the sickness we both had was first the voice was gone and then it was like coughing incessantly and sleeping, and so there's so much to talk about. Also, I'm um, two hours ahead of you and our prime time of talking, it, I'm asleep now. Yeah. And I notice it now and I'm like, mm-hmm. tough. But hey, as someone who's been to Arkansas, I really enjoy my time there. So I'm like happy for you to be there. I had some of the Thank best you. food I've ever had, like some of the best meals ever. Yeah. And people would be shocked. And those people would be silly. You shouldn't be shocked. It was delicious. Shout out to Loaf and Joe's. Wow. Loaf and I feel represented and seen in this. <laughs> the, I mean, it's clearly he's talking about sandwiches. I am talking about loafing as a lifestyle, as in the horizontal lifestyle. Well, sandwiches horizontal. So yeah. They got gluten-free bread. They also oh my God. 
house make their chips. Shut the fuck up. It's so good. Wait, Ugh. what sandwich did you get? I got this one called the Dagwood. It's what I've always gotten since I was a wee chap when I first had it. It's got ham, pepperoni. Oh. I know you're already out. I know. I'm so sad. <laughs> so so like all the like Italian meats, uh-huh. lettuce, some sauce that's amazing. Like it's just like oh, the I best the combination and um, tomato on it. So it's like it has like the flavor of pizza. Ooh, nice, nice. So like an Italian and kind I- of vibe. Yeah, but it's not as like I don't know. I don't know how to like. It's just good. That sounds good. If if no one told me what was in it, I probably would enjoy eating it. You can get it with pastrami too, but I don't like pastrami. Oh, I'll take pastrami any day. Yeah, you can swap out the pastrami and ham. Perfection. Well, I'm not in Arkansas, but I will close my eyes and dream of it. It sounds delicious though. <laughs> well, our first segment is called "But Am I Wrong," where we each pitch our own hot takes, something that has happened, a situation. We want to know if we are in the wrong for doing X, Y, and Z, saying X, Y, and Z, feeling, you know, doing all of those things. Or it can also just be a rant. And mine is something that I have vowed personally that this cannot be a hot take because I, I'm willing this into existence. And so therefore okay. I need everybody to be on board. And it's, it's more of a, an impassioned what is it called when like church when you're trying to like get every like lift everyone up to like work towards a common like one of those things like I'm preaching but not like that do you know what I mean like you're uh prophesying I think so I don't know but there's some church word I'm thinking of that like is so like I'm not ranting because I'm angry I'm ranting because like I need I need to I need to mobilize these units here to work towards mm-hmm. our common goal and I'm just gonna say Everybody has different eras. We've gone through the Jack Harlow era where everybody's thirsting over Jack Harlow. We have had the Timothy Chalamet where everybody obsessed, obsessed. Tom Holland, obsessed, obsessed. Pedro Pascal, Paul Mezcal, Logan Lerman, Dylan O'Brien. Last, I know who Dylan O'Brien, but those two you said before that, I don't know who they are. Those are a little more niche. Not niche, but like I would say. Not, I, I know, I don't think you've seen anything with those people in it currently. And I just want to say, we've had, people have had resurgences all the time. Cycles are a circle. And it is time for the rightful king to come back to his throne. I need us to prepare and I need us all to work together to bring back the next era of Josh Hutcherson. I am in my Josh Hutcherson era. And I think we all need to be there. We all need to get there. The new Hunger Games is out. People are loving it. They're thinking it's so fun. It's so great. And I want us to know that we can't forget PETA. We cannot forget PETA Malark and the boy who brought us PETA Malark and this young heartthrob. And also I have to say, short kings are having a renaissance. So like Timothy Chalamet is not that tall. Tom Holland, not that tall. And now it is a time before Josh Hutcherson, he was, he was drowning amongst the Robert Pattinson's and the Hemsworths, like, ta- like he was just cowering under these giants, and specifically giant Australians, all over six feet tall. And that became the standard. And now, short kings are having their moment. Bring my boy, Josh Hutcherson. I want him to be sexiest man of the year. I want him on billboards. I want him on album covers. I want him on, I want him in music videos. Troy Simon, put him in your next music video. I want him in movies. I want him, I want him everywhere. I'm missing him. And I think that there are so many like, not to like knock anyone, but like there's a lot of like content and like movies and TV shows coming out with like these 
you know, just different kinds of different guys and they're coming back or they're brand new or they're doing X, Y, and Z. And they're just not hitting the same way that Josh Hutcherson did. And Hollywood, call him up and bring that boy back. I want him everywhere. The same way that like I'm obsessed with Kristen Stewart and I'm like, yeah, give her a Christmas movie. And I'm so happy she was in Charlie's Angels. Put Josh Hutcherson in Boy Charlie's Angels and give him a Christmas movie. I'm about to write a Christmas movie starring me and Josh Hutcherson. We do not need Boy Charlie's Angels. No, but like I'm saying like an action movie, but I'm using I'm using Charlie's (laughs) Angels as like that's an action movie. So like give him an action movie. Hobbs and Shaw. Let him give put him in a buddy cop movie. Like I just need I just need us to not move on so quickly from these actors who are so good. And suddenly like we're accepting like kind of like subpar acting from some people and just like people who like maybe aren't so great or scripts that are like bring him bring him back. Where is he? He's in Five Nights at Freddy's, which I'm not going to see because it's scary. So specifically, I would like him in things that are not scary and things that I want to see. And it's his time. He was in a movie with, you said Hobbs and Shaw. He was in the movie with The Rock. I know. I Believe me, I've been on my IMD Pro game and I'm making a list of movies to watch. I'm like obsessed. I can't say that I've seen anything that he's been on except for one episode of ER which in which he would have been a child. So I can't speak to anything. So... Okay, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm not wrong. When I tell you, if you saw interviews with him in like the least cringy way ever, like this man has supreme riz. Like he is just, he's so good. And specifically in like the era of Tom Holland, it would be a shame for them not to play brothers in an action movie. They should movie. play brothers. <laughs> I'm saying. Like this young, I'm looking at this younger picture of him and they look yes. very similar. Wait, did you never see um, that ballroom movie? What's it called? No Little Manhattan? No. That's adorable. I like him so obsessed with him. And like this is spurred from the fact that I rewatched The Hunger Games. And then I like just watch all of these interviews with him. And I just know that I know that the girlies are ready because every day I get new people liking tweets of mine that are like thirsty tweets about Josh Hutcherson that I made like 10 years ago. And people are liking them and they have not been liking them prior to like they liked them then, but like years dormant. And suddenly all I'm getting are people interacting with my old Josh Hutcherson tweets. And so I just know as a society, we are ready. Josh, I hope you know that, but I need Hollywood to get on board. Get him back. I like how he has on his Instagram page. It's just one photo. I know. But he's verified. He's got 1.9 million followers. That's what I'm saying. We're ready. And even that, that's like a recent photo from November 18th. But I and it was for Five Nights at Freddy's. I have nothing to say, but okay. Good. That's all I care about. That's all I care. I just needed a platform to preach to the people. And not that we have this much pull over Hollywood, but if we did, please also cast me in the movie and Melissa can produce it, direct it, all of the whatever you want to do. So just, you know, help us out. Okay. All right. Are you done? I'm done. All right. Here's mine. It's a personal one. So I went to see a musical this this week, actually, when you're listening to it this past week. And I went with my mother and someone that I've known since I was probably um, 12 was there. And they said, hi, Melanie. And I simply said, I'm not Melanie. (laughs) Well, actually, I didn't answer at first because I was looking down at my phone. And then when I realized they were speaking to me because I didn't know they were speaking to me, I said, I'm not Melanie. I'm Melissa. And then someone goes, you must get that a lot. And I said, no. 
I actually don't. I mean, I'm six years older than Melanie. We don't look alike. I mean, we look like sisters, but we don't. Yeah, but we don't look alike at all. Like, I've never gotten that. And then they're like, you don't have to be rude. And I was like, I'm not being rude. I'm just stating a fact. You thought I I was just going (laughs) to go along with you must get there a lot and just say, yeah. I said, no, I'd never get that ever in life. And also, you've known me since I was a child and you may not see me. But once a year, but you see Melanie all the time. So like this does not correlate. You just were not looking at you saw a person with my mother and then didn't actually look at me. And I'm not being rude. I'm just stating a fact. So was I being rude? No. Thank you. The doubling down from people is like what? Like I think it's so funny when like someone says or does something rude and then you react like accordingly. And it's like, what well, well, and I'm like, you you legitimately started this. Like this didn't have to be like this no and it didn't have to and i also wasn't being rude like i wasn't no, I'm saying if they're interpreting yeah. it as rude it's because they were intentional then they were like you know what i mean like it's like oh then mm. it's like well then you were being rude if you think how i'm responding is being rude then were you intending to be rude because we're just i'm coming back at the exact same we're doing the same thing we're yeah. vibing i didn't think it was yeah. rude but you're calling it rude so why were you being rude to me it's just annoyed i'm still annoyed about it well for anyone who like doesn't know your sister like you guys like if you get your whole family I, we all, I always say it's like copy paste on like all yeah. of like the faces of but specifically it's like the grandkids like that's or like your parents mm-hmm. and then the, the nieces nephews that's like the specific like face copy paste but like i'm not getting you mixed up in a room with like noah i'm like you right. might have the same face but like first of all context clues you are taller <laughs> like you're not wearing the, that's what i'm saying like it's just kind of like yes you all look related but to the point where you're conf- mixing them no no, it doesn't make sense. And also, I look like both of my parents, depending yeah. on who I'm with. Melanie specifically looks like my mom's mom, and my mom does not look like her mom. So, like, <laughs> it, and also, you said like, they see Melanie a lot. If yes. I was Melanie, I'd be even more mad. Did you tell? Yes. Her? No, I haven't told her yet. I'd be like, "Excuse me, what?" Yeah, like none of that makes none. Of, nothing about that makes sense. No, people seem to learn how to take their L's. Like, oh my bad. Because you're like, you must get that a lot. And it's like, okay, you must. Th- or should I lie to you here? Is that what you're, is right. that what you're asking for? That's what you wanted me to, to lie. And I was like, no, I actually don't. No, I love that. Stand your ground. Okay. Sometimes people Thank should you. feel uncomfortable. It like, yeah. will teach people and to like stop saying weird things. Exactly. And that's what I said. Because my mom, she like, she's going to stand. Even if she thinks I'm wrong about something, she'll tell me that I'm wrong. But like in public, she's going to be like, uh, yeah, like Melissa's right. But then she'll like reprimand, oh, reprimand yeah, yeah. me later. But now that was when I was a child. Now it's just like Melissa is Melissa. Take her. What were her. you expecting? <laughs> yes. And they're, well, clearly I thought you were someone else. Yeah. And she was just like, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> That's fucking weird. Yeah. So you weren't rude. And I said the same thing. I was just like, did you want me to lie to make you feel uncomfortable? That's what I was saying to my mom. Did they want me to lie to make them feel less uncomfortable? Which... I'm not going to sit here and lie, one. And then two, I felt uncomfortable with the whole ex- exchange. And also, like, I will actually never understand that POV because when I know I fucked up and if someone, like, if I mess something up, like, let's say, like, I'm drawing something and I, like, accidentally get, like, a black Sharpie on the wall and I'm like, oh, shit, I fucked up. And it's like, no, you didn't. It's like, okay, let's let's not do that. Like, we both know here, like, I'm mad at my, like, I fucked up. I did something. Mm-hmm. But, like, to deny that I did or just like just like try and make me feel better like that isn't that is more that's like feels patronizing at a point where I'm just like okay no 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 anyway that's my like I said quick and easy 
Well, I feel like you're going to have a lot more of um, these shenanigans as your home. Lots of, oh, yeah. lots of run-ins. <laughs> shall we take a break before we get into the next segment? Yes, we shall. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book. A lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month 
you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Oh, we're back. We're back. From our break. And it's time to get into our next segment, which is But Are You Wrong? Where you, listeners, viewers, if you're on Patreon, you write in about a circumstance or situation that you have been in past, present, or future. And you would like to know if you are in the wrong. So keep it under 300 words. We do ask that you include your age, as many details as possible. You can let us know your pronouns if you would like. And it is all anonymous. So please use fake names for people involved, but please do name them because it can get confusing. And if you're going to do references to like TV shows, movies, just know if you make your, if you like call your partner in this, like, you know, you're Cersei and Jamie Lannister, I will assume that the subtext here is that you are brother and sister. So brother and sister who are madly in anal love with can we not i've had i've pooped so much today i like can't even think about anything going in there did they do that i only saw one episode well 
they have sex in lots of different positions and you're not seeing which you're not seeing the holes so like for I a felt lot of like things, what I was watching, that's what was that's happening. I'm saying. Like, if you're fucking from behind, like, and you don't see the hole, you don't necessarily know. That's why you get wrong hole. Like, you don't necessarily mm-hmm. know what hole they're in, unless it's a plot point. Yeah, spread it open. Yeah. <laughs> so, did I say the email address? But am I wrong? Pod at gmail.com? You just Anyways. did. Okay. Well, first up. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am 20, she, her, and my best friend in this story, Margo, is also 20, she, her, and we go to the same college. Last year, we both applied for a scholarship in the fall semester, which would give us $5,000 towards the spring semester. We both got it. This took a huge burden off as I did not have to take any out additional loans. She knew this. Today, I texted her and asked her if she'd heard anything about the scholarship being opened again this fall. She then responded with, yes, I applied last week. I was dumbfounded and immediately searched for the scholarship, and it said the deadline had already passed six days ago. She said it was never even advertised. I just happened to come across it as I was looking through the website. I wanted to cry when I read this because how could she know and apply and not tell me about it? If I saw it and also noticed it wasn't advertised anywhere, I definitely would have sent it to her and made sure we both could apply again. The scholarship is about DEIA involvement and community service, which is what I basically dedicate my life to on campus so I knew that so I know that I would be picked again. Would I be wrong to confront her about why she didn't send this to me to apply again? She knows I'm graduating a whole year early because I simply cannot pay for another year of school. Part of me thinks she didn't tell me because the number of winners are limited and she didn't want the competition. I just feel so betrayed. Am I wrong to be this upset? We're not going to tell you if you're wrong to be upset because you're allowed to feel however you feel. I don't think anyone's ever wrong in how they're f- feeling. Like, resp- like I think it's about how you respond. I would think you'd be wrong for confronting her. I wouldn't think you would be wrong for asking her to have a conversation about what transpired. Because I think like if you go in on the offense, like, is there any indicator in your friendship that she would have done this to betray and sabotage you? Because I think like as someone with like ADHD thinking about like, oh, I would have assumed like, let's say if it was me and Melissa or something we were both doing or whatever. And then I did it and it was like, oh my God, there's only six days away. My assumption would be that Melissa's already done it because she's already way more on top of it than I am. So in the sense of like, not that I wouldn't have said something to you, but like, I don't think that there's the only reason she's done this is like a really nefarious, shady, fucked up one. And so I think like if you go into the conversation, assuming that of her, um, I think that regardless of why she did it, it will be an end to your friendship. And that is the outcome. I think that you will. We don't really believe in closure, but I do think that like if it is coming from it, like there's ill intent that she did behind this. I think you will get more closure if you come at this from like a, hey, can we just like kind of talk to like kind of understand this more? I think that's disarming and she'll be more honest with you versus coming on the offense to that because she might feel really fucking bad that she fucked this up and like she like forgot. To, but like whatever that is, there can be some shame in being like, I forgot. But she also, yeah, she could have been like, I was nervous about the limited spots. Um, but I think about how you approach it it depends on what outcome you're looking for. Like, are you looking to get the information about it? Because even if she forgot, you're still allowed to be pissed about it. But like, I just think that for me, I'm I'm pretty strategic in like how I go about things because how I go about like talking to people about things because like I'm trying to get as much information as possible and then I can make the decision from there. But if you've already kind of made your mind up that like this, regardless of the reason why this betrayal is like a deal breaker, then I think you wouldn't be wrong to confront her. Yeah, I don't think that it's someone else's responsibility to remind you to apply for a scholarship or even like out of courteous, like it shouldn't even be a courteous thing. And I don't personally think that it was, I don't know her. 
so I might be wrong, but I don't think that it could would be nefarious of someone not to tell somebody else about a scholarship. That's kind of like your own thing to do. But also school is stressful enough that like if I I just like there's so many scholarships out there, so many scholarships to apply for. And you shouldn't be relying on other people to send you information, especially if it's something that it's right. The same scholarship that they did before. Yeah. They would have sent you, I would think, the information to reapply again. And if they didn't, again, like you were already on the radar for this, this should have been something you should have been doing for yourself. Yeah. So I also think that like as much as it sucks, this is something I really like don't like about uh, the like education world of how it like currently the systems are in place. Like it is really competitive. And like I've had friends who have been like said like nasty things to me or like gone behind my back to a teacher for something because like they didn't think that I deserved the grade that I had when they had like worked harder and it's because like it fosters a really competitive competitive environment and that's even more so in college and when you're paying for it and like that really sucks but I also don't think that I don't think that that environment necessary I don't think it it necessarily is framed in a villainous sense that like a friend would consciously make a decision of being like, I'm about to be a backstabbing, conniving bitch. Like it's just the the stakes are really high and stress is really high. And there might have been a part of her that consciously was like, I don't really want to mess. Like she's like without a doubt going to get it. And I feel like I'm on the cusp of getting it. But then also could feel like you already definitely applied and like doesn't want to seem like they were stupid. And they like waited this, like they waited hell long to figure all of this kind of stuff out. So like, I think giving someone the benefit of the doubt is always better if this is like the only if this feels like so wildly out of character. And if this is something that like, like you said, like if the, if the roles were reversed, that's totally fine. Um, but something I've had to learn because I've been in situations like where I'm like, well, I would have never done that. Depending on what that is, sometimes like you do need to like that boundary or like that relationship that hasn't been established there. And so for saying it like okay like next time or something like this like if you see something like this again like can you like message me and like let me know that you saw it and I, I don't think it's ridiculous to ask that of her but I do think like without establishing that like Melissa said like I don't think it's something that is really necessarily expected so she might have like failed you as a friend but didn't know that that's what she was doing there so like she could have mm-hmm. consciously been like I know she hasn't done this and I'm not going to message her because I think she'll get this spot over me because I'm applying late for this. And like, I don't think there's enough spots for both of us. Or she just could have done it, didn't even think about you specifically, which like might feel like a slight. But like, again, like college is like a really high stakes environment and she inadvertently hurt you. But if she had known that that would have hurt you, she wouldn't do that in the future. But it's hard to know. And I think coming on the offense is, I think you'll just regret it because we all do things. Stress gets to people in different ways, whether it's intentional or not the outcomes of that were not always like our most proud selves and it's tough especially when it comes to money because college is so fucking expensive yep all right here's the next one i think it's kind of in the same vein hi megan and melissa love your podcast listen to it religiously i 24 female have been working as a working student at a company for about a year now i just finished my bachelor's degree and the company couldn't offer me a position directly due to a hiring freeze. But I was able to get a contract with them in the same department through a temp agency. I love my job there. Love is in all caps. 
I've worked since I was 14 and this is the best working experience I've had so far. My stepmom, 40, happens to work in the same company. We are very close, but back when I was applying, she didn't know I was doing so. So no vitamin B involved. I don't know what that means. I'm feeling old. Megan doesn't either. <laughs> now I've known she is very unhappy in her current position after some structural change in her department. And when a position opened up in our department, I suggested she applied for it. Back then, I was still a working student at the company directly and not employed through the temp agency. Now this is a large company and hiring is incredibly slow here. So it's been a while since she applied and that position has not filled yet. Now my manager called me in today and said that he knows he's putting me in a tough situation. But since he's somewhat sure that he won't be able to offer me a position in the next 12 months due to a hiring freeze, but really wants to hold on to me, he asked me to apply for that open position and basically guaranteed me I would be employed. Would it be wrong if I accepted this offer? Working through a temp agency is a risk, and this way I could finally get my foot in the door. But I also don't want to hurt my stepmom because we're very close and have a great relationship. This does suck. But business is business. I might come off a little harsh, but if they wanted to hire her for this job, then they would have hired her. She already applied for it. They don't want to hire her either you're going to get it or somebody else is going to get it. She's not going to be the one that gets it. So I think in this situation, be selfish and you apply for the job. I don't think you're wrong. I just think it's a sticky situation to be in. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with it. And I I think that you should tell her because I, Mm -hmm. I think that her finding out not from you would be really bad. I personally would tell her before you apply. I don't think whatever she says should deter you from applying for that position. I think regardless of what she says. But I do think like if she's like, did you already apply? It's a lot better if you say no, not yet. Like, I think that shows the courtesy of like, I'm not just going to do this without letting you know beforehand that I'm going to do this. I just think that like, it's always better to tell someone what you're going to do versus have been like, I did it already. When you're like, when you care about their feelings in the situation, she doesn't like the job. And she has like had a hard time, like the structural changes and all of this. So I really wouldn't beat yourself up about it too much. Like, it is a really shitty position. But if I were her, I would be like, this is a sign that I'm like this company and not like, I was trying to make it work and it's not going to work. And so therefore, like, thank you, universe. This is my sign that like, I'm going to move on. I'm going to like apply for jobs other places. So I, I just think that like, you're having a fantastic experience there currently and she's not. And so right now, like how much shittier would you feel if you didn't take that opportunity? And again, like Melissa said, she's not going to get the job, but let's say she did get the job. She still hates the company and then she quits Mm -hmm. and then gets another job. And then you're like, well, fuck. So like, I just think like you are really set up for success there right now. And you're starting from, I'd say you're starting from like a, let's say you're starting at even zero. She's starting at like negative 100 to kind of get to a place where she's really enjoying this and she's liking this and this is like a good work situation for her. So I know that if it was like my stepkid, I would be like, you love this job. Like, oh my God, no, take this. Like, I don't. Like, I'm not enjoying this. And like, there is, I think it's a very clear, obvious answer, obviously from the company about who they want to go with. And it's not her and it is you. But also that that also reflects your personal feelings about this job and like this company. 
and she's trying to like save her relation, sa- save her job in the sense of like her own wanting desire to work there versus you securing a job you already love. Mm-hmm. So it's much less legwork and heavy lifting for for you. So if I were her, like I would encourage you to take it 100%. Like to me, that's a far more valuable thing for you. Yeah. But yeah. it's tough. And I really it don't like tough. that your manager not, told you this. I don't, I wouldn't be envious of you in any, in this situation at all, because this is, this is just hard, but it's like, you won't have a long-term job if you don't do this. Like, yeah, I think really what the manager should have done is like, let her know that like, Hey, like let your stepmom know, like, Hey, thank you for applying for this. We're not like gonna, we're not, we, we haven't hired the person yet, but we are going to be passing on you. So I want, like, I think that that should have, but the way that they're tying it essentially to that, like, I think that they could cut the tie with her, cut the potential hope for this. And then the position is open. And I even think your stepmom, like, you should apply. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I think that position is not kind of yeah. in. They usually don't say anything about it until after. Yeah. But if, if you're going to say this, you know. Messed up, bro. All right, we're going to take another break. And when we get back, we'll get into, but are they wrong? Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And we're back. Now it's time for But Are They Wrong? And that's when we pick somebody from the news, pop culture, the zeitgeist, who we think is wrong, a.k.a. the Rachel of the Week. Can you guess who my Rachel of the Week is? Matt. Matt Reif. Oh boy, oh boy, have I been itching to talk about this motherfucker. And I don't know if I've expressed it on the podcast before, but the second I laid eyes on this crimson chin, handsome Squidward, I was like, hate him. Bad vibes, hate him, not funny. So odd that he's being like, oh, everyone only likes me because I'm hot. And I was like, it's so odd because like I actually don't feel any of those things. I don't like you. And I also don't think you're hot. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, can't stand the man. And if you are living under a rock and you don't know who he is, just count your blessings and um, gird your loins for what we're about to get into. So he has had problematic thing after problematic thing. After all, he is a white man who's a comedian. And uh, most recently, what transpired that kind of blew up his spot and the spot that he had built for himself was an audience of exclusively women and he decided that he really hated that because despite sleeping with women he hates women and he had a netflix special millions of dollars and he took that as an opportunity to point blank say my comedy is not for women this is for men and essentially that like by the end of this special i'm an alienating my female audience to like do what i'm like you know be where i want to be and makes a domestic violence, quote unquote, joke. It's just a sentence. Like, there, there's no punchline. There's no, jo- like, this is not a setup for a joke. Like, I know some people think that if you say something and then someone laughs, like, therefore it is a joke. But, like, jokes actually have structure and a format. And, like, there's multiple different kinds of formats, and, like, different kinds of setups for jokes. But, like, like a joke. But um, he doesn't say a joke. He just says, He's at a restaurant with his friend and the wait- the hostess has a black eye and they were like, ooh, she shouldn't be working in the front. Like she should be wor- like, that's still off-putting. She should be working in the kitchen. And it's like, well, you know, she wouldn't have that if she wasn't working in the kitchen. But specifically the context before that, he implies like, we all know how she got it. It's pretty obvious. And that is domestic violence. He then posts on his Instagram story um, a link for everybody who's offended, like link to my apology. And he links to, for I think what the title of this was, which is like not what they, they're officially called, Special needs helmets, which the the like <laughs> the goal of his is like offensive first humor and accuracy. 
factual accuracy are like not even on the table. Like they're not even clocked anywhere in this because I'm like, you do realize that like this, this is just a helmet that a lot of ch- children wear so they don't have misshapen heads. Like what do you, this is absolutely nothing to do with like intelligence or like offend being a, like you're trying to be ableist, like as a, like as a response, you're trying to be like, actually didn't get enough people pissed off with this joke. So like, let me double down and offend more people. But like, huh? Like, you're what? And he's just such a fucking piece of shit. More stuff has like come out since. Then this YouTube, not YouTuber. Actually, she might also be a YouTuber, but she is on TikTok. Her name is Bunny. And she has a son who's six years old. And in his special, he like makes a joke about Jupiter having rings. And it's like mm-hmm. his her son is like obsessed with science. And he like she's he stitches the video on her account. Again, a six year old on her account. And like she's not like a mommy vlogger. She just like sometimes will hit like talk about science and stuff. And like other people who watch her, their kids will enjoy watching her son talk about science. And it doesn't it's like none of the content is like inappropriate in the sense at all. And I, that might sound weird if you don't know the context, but I just want to make sure you know. So like how his reply is like so fucking out of pocket. And so her son stitches this and is saying, like, actually, no, Saturn has rings and, like, you are not very nice to women. Matt Reif comments on the video and says, Santa Claus is not real and your mom paid for all your Christmas presents doing OnlyFans. (laughs) For the man who cannot take a joke? A six-year-old? A six-year-old. Like, also, like, stitches are not things that, like, pop, like, he's refreshing his fucking, like, his notifications like you are just refreshing 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 just trying to watch all this shit and like first of all he spelled santa claus wrong which i can't knock him for because i can't spell but specifically do you think the six-year-old is reading these comments like first mom doesn't do only fans and so like you think all women who are attractive must do only like that's your assumption like you fucking hate women and then um finally on the canceled podcast with tana mojo and brooke schofield 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 i'm so sorry brooke they talk about him um, because there was a clip that recently went re-viral, which I have loved since the beginning. Tana, great job. Um, where Matt Ruff is talking about his haters and how he realized that people only hate things that they're jealous of. And so Tana says, do you think people are just jealous of Osama bin Laden? Which, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. And I showed it to Mott's like two weeks ago. And he goes, damn, she, does she not like him? And I go, I can't believe you picked up on that. Because like as a woman, I can pick up on like, she does not like him. And the, how I can pick up on it is I'm like, oh, you don't like him in the specific way of not liking him that like he you don't like him on behalf of your friend who is not ready to not like him yet. Like I, as w- women, we can see that we can sense that we can tell that. And even Mott was like, she doesn't like him. And I was like, oh, my God, they're getting they're evolving. Like he noticed the wow. And so she finally uh, talked about it on her podcast after defending him and revealed that uh, there was a clip of he was on the, the Stiff Socks podcast, which he has since gotten these clips removed or at least the whole episode removed where he goes on. And all of this is specifically targeted at Brooke, but without saying her name. So she knows it's about her because they were hooking up at the time. But he talked about how his biggest turnoff is girls without vaginas because it looks like God left the tag on and just keeps going and like just saying the most like vulgar and offensive like demeaning shit about women's genitalia and like just so much disdain and so much like disgust by these these genitals that you're apparently like so (laughs) interested in sleeping with that you had slept with those ones probably the night before like 
specifically the ones you're referencing. And all of that was like about her. Then it all came out that like this stuff is more just like personal that like, you know, he was like playing a bunch of girls all at the same time, which is just par for the course for comedians, A, in general. Um, But like, you know, men, but all of the things compiled to be like you specifically intentionally made your audience women to then get as many women watching you as possible to then say, I fucking hate women. And like, I don't know what your mommy issues are, Matt Rife, but oh my God, baby, like relatable. I totally understand therapy, like therapy, 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 therapy. And he is just so not funny. And we should not be making not funny people famous. But I do think there's something specifically ironic about how he talks about people only like like him and like only go to his comedy shows because he's like attractive and they don't know how funny he is. And he like plays this plight of like pretty privilege and like how much it has hindered him. And that pretty privilege was bought by plastic surgeons. There is nothing more hilarious to me than like complaining about like, whoa, it, it is so hard to be this gorgeous. And I go, hard on your wallet? Sure, I totally buy that. And then the dude, the plastic surgeon who like made a joke about like how he like oh, when your when your client gets canceled right after you like give them the best glow up ever. And he comments on like lying about medical history is illegal. I'm like, oh, my gosh, boy, in your own words, take a joke. Right. I can't stand him. And like I specifically like <sighs> he to me has one of like the most obvious code switching black sense of any present day comedian I've seen like on certain podcasts close my eyes I have no idea who it is and then other podcasts I'm like that's Matt Rife's voice like the oh like he and like specifically you can tell even when he talks to people and he's doing uh his like crowd work you can like tell that this is a man who views women as like how can I use you like you can just tell I'm like ugh ugh and you just know that prior to this, and this is what everyone should know. We've talked about this before, but like the only difference between uh, a creep and a guy who you're like, oh my God, I, like he's like so into me is how attractive you find them. Like that's the behavior can be the fucking same. And you're like, uh, okay, like you will tolerate so much fucking more from someone who you deem attractive. And so I just need everyone who's having maybe a hard time swallowing this to visualize him before all. This is his behavior. He just made the outside match the inside. Like, ugh, he's just, ugh. And like, this is giving me incel vibes. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's giving me incel mm-hmm. vibes of like, I fucking hate women. I'm going to spend all this money on plastic surgery. I'm going to get all these women to love me. And then I'm going to break their fucking hearts like they did to me. And I'm like, oh my God, deep breaths and a meditation app. Like, calm down. Go on an island. Like, leave everybody alone. I hate him. Rightfully so. And of course. You are not wrong. Are you going to admit to people that you did enjoy him for a bit? I did. And it was before okay. he was. I've talked on about our Patreon on the live streams. There were t- there was a time where I said, "Ugh, Matt, right. And everybody was like, what? No, I think he's cute. And I think he's funny. And I was like, I, I there can't. There was a time where and then no, yeah, when he beginning. started. Uh, yeah. And he was just doing and his comedy was very much in a way. When he first started, where it was very much of him taking up for marginalized people. And that's what he built his platform on. And then he turned out to be this person who I, I wrote a screenplay that it would be him and Megan starring in it. Was I the always thought. forget about this. 
He's still good for the role. I mean, now he's just the role. That's the problem. Now <laughs> he's just yes. Now he's just the role where it was like a body swapping where this fuck boy gets into like a cis woman's body, and then Megan would be the cis woman in it, and whatever. It doesn't matter anymore because I w- would never work with this dude. Yeah, I I find that that part specifically in city like he specifically built his audience on black women mm-hmm. and that it's like you like imagine like it's like he fucking sat in a dark lair with like a hairless cat sorry jenny and is like stroking <laughs> his fucking cat and he's like how can i hatch my plan and it's like there's a fucking whiteboard and it starts with like okay first i'm going to like get black women then i'm going to get white women then i am going to get i then he never got most other people but like he's like was specifically doing all this and then i'm gonna get their partners and get their boyfriends i'm gonna get this this and this and like this i'm gonna do all of this and this is how i'm gonna and it it's just so odd because he also like specifically is saying that he's not like he knows that people are going it's a it's a mostly straight people and they're going with their male partners Mm -hmm. and so he's like saying that he's like targeting them but i'm like you are assuming that all of these men who are dating these women also hate women including the women that they're dating that like you think i'm like this is why i'm like this is not a fully fleshed out plan the only thing you have is like you're so fueled by your hate of women that like you can't actually see that there is no outcome here because you're predisposed and thinking that everybody feels the exact same way that you do and like sure some of those guys in the audience might feel that way but that is not like to think that that's the vast majority also tells me the spaces that you put yourself in and the people you surround yourself with yeah. And I do want to say I did get get jump off the train a oh, couple no, of years ago. It wasn't a while it wasn't ago. recent. Like no. I've been off of it. No, a no, no. you've been off since the first like the like, I think the first before the stiff. So- I think it was when the stiff socks yes. podcast came out. I sent it to you and you yeah. were I've already unfollowed. Yep. It was before that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like so, by the time it was, but mm-hmm. when that first came out, it was like I sent it to you and I'm you were like, oh, done. I'm already off. Yeah. And I was like, great. Uh yeah, it was something. I forgot what it was. It was something me was and Shereen. Was that Shireen, clip? No, it was something me and Shireen were talking about. And then, he, like, he said something. And then we were like, yeah, no. Yeah. But, all right. Mine is just, because it's been a couple of weeks, I've got a list of people. Oh, I love that. At first, I had Luke Combs on here. A fan is getting sued. For 250k for selling fake merch, um, without receiving a cease and desist, and she was in the hospital as well for a congenitive heart failure and was using that money to help with that. But it was an outside company that he had hired to go after people to do fake oh, yeah. merch and didn't know specifically. And he made a video that said that he's so sorry if he would have known like this is what would come of it, he would have never done it, and he's making things right. So, okay, he's off the list. Okay, he's off the list. <laughs> yeah. Then we've got Jonathan Majors for so many things, so many things. But today it's for mainly telling his ex-white girlfriend that she needed to carry herself in a, in the ways of Coretta Scott King and Michelle Obama. I'll just let that sit with y'all. And I do think this should be a lesson to me specifically that. This is the only person that we've ever, first of all, we never like double down on this. Like we, we enjoyed him and like we mm-hmm. usually have, we're usually like between both of us, one of us might get 
bamboozled. But between both of us, separately, we both were like, something fishy about Gina Rodriguez. Something fishy about Leah Michelle. Something fishy. Like, we, we're on it. Like, we fucking know this is the only person who's That's ever fooled both of us. Lusted after him. Divine Intervention. I literally had posts that, like, the day that it came out that I was, like, scheduled to post on our Instagram of being, like, yeah. first trap of this. And I was like, I delete. I had to delete that episode where we were literally it came out like thirsty. Two days him. before it, it was, was two like days before. the timeline it, of it was fucking, fucking scary. But this is the lesson I have to say to me: when we find someone and we discover someone, uh, I personally need to do a better job at looking them up on Google and looking for their headwear. And he's wearing a lot of fedoras, <laughs> and that is a huge red flag. That if I had known that. I would have been like, there is something there. There's something there. Constant use of fedoras for, first of all, I am obsessed with children who wear fedoras in like preteens. Like I'm obsessed with like having a fedora face. We have someone on our Patreon group who I literally said, did you have a fedora face? And they were like, yes. And they were like, oh, everyone's like, that's so offensive. And I go, I don't mean it to be offensive. Like they were like, no, no, she's just spot on. Like, I love that. But like a fully grown man who's constantly wearing fedoras and different little jaunty hats. We need to ask more questions. He dresses in a very specific way that I will not say on this podcast. But if you know, you know. Oh, I was going to say in my white version, he dresses like a, a villain in like a middle school play. Mm-mm. I'm not even going to put it on record. I'll tell you after. Tell me though. offline. Great. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> then we've got a uh, Smile Direct Club for one, being unethical scammers, but two, also making they've tanked. The company has tanked and they're making people still pay for their liners and also uh if you are in the middle of a treatment they're just like good luck go find a dentist then next i have the national retail federation for lying about theft being up because of organized crime organized stealing sprees and then because of that a lot of products have been put behind locked cases they lied that never it never happened actually it's down seven percent in most large cities so um yeah if anyone tells me that statistically that the place that the i think the people the demographic of the most stealing middle school and high school white girls ulta Mm -hmm. and sephora like that Mm -hmm. is there's nothing you could fucking tell me different like that's what that that's what that is and like part of that is like they have like a no run policy so like if you get out of the store like you fucking got it because they're building a federal case. They want you to steal up until X amount and then they can press charges and do all that stuff. But like anyone else being like, oh, the rest of the crime is. And I go, I'm so sorry. I personally used to know a lot of people who shoplifted and I currently don't. None of those people shoplift anymore. So crime is naturally down because I'm getting older. <laughs> but like you can't fucking say it's not that. Like, no, it's not what's happening. Yep. Texas Supreme Court, Texas always, but uh, the Supreme Court for blocking an order uh, allowing abortions. Then I've got a teacher. They haven't released their name yet. Maybe by the time this comes out, they have. A teacher in South El Monte, California, who put Zen patches on preschoolers without their parents' consent. And the patches, yeah, the patches are supposed to be mood calming. And the teacher would remove the stickers before the parents got there. But one day a parent came early and saw it. Hold up. That is like, it is calming if 
you you're you a ha- full adult. Well, but also like it's so th- they have been note for some people who have long COVID, like that can be a thing that essentially like lowers a level of something in your body that is spiked, that is high. Mm-hmm. But then it's also for people who have previous nicotine or tobacco use and addiction. And so therefore that dependency there, it gives you it levels you out to like a level you've previously been on without as many of like the harmful side effects. But again, once you stop doing that, that there there's a come down and there is like a yes. it's a spike in all of that afterwards. And so like you're not regulating anything. You're now creating a different level and then a different spike. That's fucking why. I don't know why you even they, thought that would work. They interviewed some of the kids for the news and they all just seem so zonked out. Yeah. Like and all the parents had noticed that they were different at home, but they didn't know what it was. Fucks up your digestion, fucks up your sleep, like fucks up all of that stuff. And that's in like fully grown adults. And like they still have a hard time dosing prescriptions that kids need. Like a lot of kids who are treated with ADHD, it takes a long time to like figure out what meds to do because you're the how you're metabolize that can really quickly make you a zombie and you can't kids aren't don't have the communicate all of them have the communication skills to understand like how mm-hmm. to tell people that that's wild and also so stupid like that's not gonna work just like put on miss rachel do you know what I mean like i'm like if yeah, you, wanna, if you like, don't want to do your job then yeah like throw them like come on that like that is something that and they will learn and their parents can deal that that is something they do that in high school they're like i we're gonna watch a movie throw like do that then but like you're also spending your money on those aren't cheap Yep. And also kids are kids kids snitch. Kids like kids talk. My nephew comes home and he'll like tell me all of the like, he'll be like, Oh, so and so's crying and so and so did this and so and so did like Well, the thing is that they were telling, but they were just saying we got a sticker and they didn't know what that was in yeah, correlation but to. The parents are gonna be like, What is going like, Yes. This yeah. is not a lasting thi- like Yep. She doesn't not seem well. And then Julianne Margulies. <sighs> For asking or for saying that black and LGBTQ people that support Palestine are brainwashed to hate Jews, she said, and I quote, I'm the first person to march for black lives. When that happened to George Floyd, I put a black screen on my Instagram like I ran to support my black brothers and sisters. And then she also said, when LGBTQ people are being attacked, I run. I made a commercial for same-sex marriages with my husband in 2012. That's not even the most egregious thing she said in that. I know. I, and I didn't even want to get into all of, all of it, but... Uh, Can we do my the fact favorite that, line? Please do the best line. The one that's actually funny. I don't think I wrote it down. Well, she said, I play a lesbian on TV. And then follow up later and says, I'm more offended as a lesbian than I am as a Jewish woman. And it's like, mm, ma'am, you're not a lesbian. Yeah. Ma'am. Also, apparently in her book, I think it was her book, she echoed a lot of the same, like the most egregious things are like very violent uh, graphic depictions of things of like what should, would happen. Like, and a lo- specifically as a white person to my fellow white people, like saying those kinds of things, like that is like a racist fantasy. If you're like, it's like discussing like, oh, these horrible, violent things are going to happen. Like, that in this context, who she's talking about, like this is a very like twisted racist fantasy. And it's the same thing in an obvious different category when people will do that about like, oh, 
you're going to get raped. You're going to get all of the, it's all of these things that it's like, you're just discussing like this absolute like torture and dehumanization and abuse of people as like a sense of like, no one talks, should be taught. Like that's, that's a weird, no one has that at the top of their head. Like that's such an odd fantasy thing to then share with something. Like it's just super fucked up. And she, I guess, had like written almost the exact same thing in like her book about something. And it was like almost the same to a T. And it's like, oh, this is like a repeated thought of yours. Yeah. And it's also like negating the faith that the fact that like queer Jewish people exist and also black Jewish people exist. And also activism isn't transactional. She also said something that there was this black film club or uh, this black lesbian club on the Columbia campus. And they put up a sign that said no Jews allowed, which is not true. It said no Zionist allowed. Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time specifically with like as a non-Jewish white person with like using that. I think like people identifying with that term who have like specific being like an anti-Zionist in this context, like who identify it with from being a specific marginalized community but like i do think as like white people like me included into like anyone who's listening like i think being careful about using those because like it it, coming from white people it is a dog whistle for other things like that and so that doesn't negate like the definition uh, of it and so like when people interpret it in that way but when you lie about what it said that becomes like your Mm -hmm. cheap your that's the that's the issue there it's like you can take issue people can take issue with anything but when you lie about something like that like it also like does not bode well for the true and honest things that are happening. Like it, you don't make yourself a credible narrator or story like uh, of this. And like, that's a huge problem, especially because that there's your species. Most of these things are specifically targeting it's black targeting. women. That's the thing is that you're targeting people that are specifically saying, you know, like no Zionist. They're not being yeah. anti-Semitic in this. They're actually trying to protect people. When you take it out of context like that. Specifically, you said black lesbian. Like that's Mm -hmm. the, for a lot of people, you'll notice the people who are being targeted and reprimanded for this, who are facing the harshest consequences are women of color. Like that's just what's happening. And there's a lot of like, I mean, there's Elon Musk, like people who have said like horrific shit that are white men. And that's, that's fine. Like it's okay. There's an excuse or something like this. And it becomes like, yeah. And like just the terminology she used, it was just, do you ever watch that show? Did you? Mm -mm. So her co-star by the end of like the last, like, I think it's the last like four fucking seasons or something. They like could not film together because she hated her so fucking much. Yeah. And I was like. Even their last scene that they shot together and actually shoot it together. They shot it at two different times and then made it look like they were together. But if you could watch it, you could clearly see (laughs) that they're not in the same room. I mean, she was the best fucking part of that show. It's kind yeah, of a glee. Of course you watched it. That's a CBS yeah. show. Of course I did. It's very much, she's like a Rachel Bear. It's like the star of the show. You're like, God damn it. I fucking hate her. <laughs> like the most, like it's not the character you love, like at all. And it does seem like in Hollywood, that's a lot of typecasting that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is not fun for the crew or fair to the crew and the rest of the cast. Not at all. Stop casting horrible people to play horrible people, especially on episodic. That goes on for C- CBS. They got time and money. Right. A lot of years. CBS is like 30 years. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone else is like, we have to do this for 30 years. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Well, quite a list. People have been to up to some shit. 
And thank you for sharing that. And I would like to say this is my monthly, weekly reminder. And thank you to Melissa for bringing us George Santos. And I just want everyone in our group, in this podcast, in this audience to know you you have the bragging rights. If you've been listening, you have the bragging rights to tell people, I knew about this man before all the rest of y'all. And as the world started learning about him, you can say, no, no, no. My queen, the icon, Melissa, she actually, you know, really what you say is my friend actually told me about him like months ago when it was like first all starting. So we've had a front seat for all of this. And as he is currently doing all of his things, he's not been on Z-Way yet. He's gone. We haven't seen it yet. Um, I just want to thank you again for your service here and your deep dives onto random niches online that no one has ever heard of before because sometimes they end up getting elected to the House of Representatives and then they end up getting fired and they end up stealing babies and they end up just lying, lying, lying. And we get to watch a front row seat and some people even paying for cameos, which do not do. Don't do. Don't do do that. Do not give that man your money. No. You can laugh. You can get the entertainment. But you do not fund someone to do X, Y, and Z, nor do you give people money for how ha- like they have like he he has shitty fucking views. My whole thing yes. of giving people reality shows, I'm not paying for the reality show, but like it's under the contract of which you that like, you cannot be doing those things. You cannot be spending your money X, Y, and Z in this way. So no, yes. he's not just buying Sephora orders. Yeah, do not give him your money at all because he's a scam. The whole thing is that. He's a scam artist. It's kind of like Unethical when people are just giving artists. Caroline Calloway their money again. Like, like she like really people are like, I'm doing it again. I'm paying for her book. Maybe it'll come. But it's worse because he had power to yeah. change laws. Oh my god! I hope Caroline Calloway doesn't like suddenly be like, should I run for office? <laughs> she wouldn't. The only time I hear about that girl is from you. Like, I've well, never heard about her in the real world. You know, my deep-seated desire was to play her in a movie. And every single piece of writing that she has done or about her has already been fucking optioned. But I'm keeping tabs on it because I'm like, whatever you're auditioning, please. We hope you all enjoyed. And uh, don't forget to vote for Fisting Friday so you can say who you think was wrong in all of the segments that we covered you can always nominate people by tagging us on instagram if you wanted to nominate a specific person please just dm us them don't tag us in their content and yeah i think that's it like don't hate women don't give your money to george Santos. that's it pee after sex and yeah have a great day we'll circle back Bye. but am i wrong is a production by me megan rinks and me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.